Welcome to the Eye on the U podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I'm David Wilson, and I am joined, as always, on the other line by Susan Miller-Degnan, our Hurricanes beat writer here at the Herald. Susan, how's it going? I'm doing excellently. I am excellent. I'm, I'm waiting for the for the uh, New Year's ball. Is there a New Year's ball dropping? I believe sure. there is. I believe there is. I don't think there's going to be a lot of people standing around it, but uh, there will be a ball. I don't my think understanding. I have, but I do have a bottle of very good champagne on ice. There so. you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we're recording this. Uh, it is Thursday afternoon, New Year's Eve. Um, just a couple hours ago, we officially got word on De'Ara King's status following his uh, scary injury on uh, Tuesday in the Cheez-It Bowl. Uh, he does have a torn ACL. It was kind of... Uh, I think what a lot of people, just seeing the way that injury happened, uh, the expectation yeah. a lot of people has, now we know for sure. Um, well, we have to start there before we talk, obviously, uh, about the bowl and, and kind of put our final touches on the season. But uh, what just were your kind of your, your initial thoughts when you, you heard the news? Um, I, I was not surprised at yeah. all, um, only because I've been keeping very close you know, monitoring the situation, and you know, Derek, Derek, nobody, nobody had come out and said it's okay. I'm gonna be, right. Know. If we, if there was good news, we probably would have heard about it Wednesday. We would have heard. They would have said, well, you know, he doesn't need surgery, but we're evaluating whatever, and that never happened. And then, <laughs> and then this morning, as I, I opened my eyes whatever, in the middle of sleep at like quarter to five in the morning. And Derek had just um, uh, posted something, um, you know, that, that told, that told Kane's fans, uh, you know, thank you for all the texts and calls. I'll be fine. And I thought, okay, I, I just figured he, he was hurt pretty badly and then and then there was another post David right after that it was you know it's kind of in the middle of the night that says I'm off social media for a while stay up with the hundred that hundred emoji yeah, yeah, yeah. thing so I figured and then he deleted it right away but I had written it down so I figured you know that was that he was gonna have surgery and yeah I mean who's surprised after you after you saw his knee his leg buckle while he was running yeah yeah um it Puts a cap on one of the strangest weeks, and there have been a lot of strange weeks for Miami quarterbacks over the last couple of years. But one of the this, uh, you know, really ran the whole gamut of emotions between basically uh, Christmas Day and, and New Year's Day. Um, obviously, on Saturday, uh, King announced he just wanted to come back for one more season. Um, NCAA gives everyone an extra year of eligibility because of uh, the COVID nineteen pandemic. Uh, Derek basically, you know, he, he didn't get exactly a normal season to be the Miami quarterback. Obviously, you know, the season, I think, went probably better. You know, Miami, I think, slightly exceeded expectations. Um, figured if if King came back for one more year, they could really, you know, maybe take that next leap into real ACC contention, national contention. Um, so it was, you know, that, that Saturday when he announces is – as good a day as Miami fans have probably had in a long time. And probably, you know, as exciting a day as King has basically had, uh, maybe since his first 
game at Miami. And then, yeah. obviously, that bowl game starts Tuesday, um, and Miami falls behind 21 nothing. Uh, it's as, uh, you know, pretty – as gruesome as a first quarter of a bowl game can get. And then, you know, Derek kind of starts leading a comeback. They, they score a touchdown. They get a stop. If Derek – he actually gets into the end zone on that next drive, uh, on a touchdown run that gets called back for holding. Um, and, you know, it's starting to kind of look like Miami's going to put together this, this great comeback. Obviously, uh, a way for Derek King to cap off his – uh, first season in Miami, and then springboard him into the next year, and then he scrambles, and you know it's one of those. Uh, I assume it was on the non-contact portion of that play. It looked like it is uh, kind of planted awkwardly, and that's when those knee injuries happen. It's you know in a in a blink, and so we yeah. go from the highs of the high of Saturday and him deciding he's going to come back to the low of the first quarter, and uh oh, like is what's wrong with Miami to the highs of the second quarter where all of a sudden Miami's looking exciting again. And obviously the low, uh, the the rock bottom in a lot of ways uh, of the ACL injury. Um, and, you know, he comes back out on the sidelines. Uh, Miami ra- certainly rallies around it a little bit, um, rallies a little bit on Nicosi Perry. Probably should have won that game, quite frankly. A um, couple of, Suspect calls and a lot of drop passes, uh, wiping some points off the board. Um, but for King, it I mean, it had to have been as, as strange a week as, as imaginable. And obviously for Miami fans, too. Yeah, no doubt. And, excuse me, I, I actually think King's, King's really fortunate uh, that he made – the decision he did, I don't know if you agree, I figure you agree, because had he had he decided to turn pro, I guess those guys have insurance anyway, um, sure, but but still, now, uh, you know, he, he, obviously he would not have gotten drafted mm-hmm. this time for sure, and, uh, and now he has um, UM to, to totally take care of him. And they have great medical staff and, and doctors and stuff. And now UM will foot the bill for everything. Right. He'll be in great care. He'll be, all his rehab, you know, he'll have facilities to do all the rehab. He won't have to worry. And he'll give it another shot. I do think it's, it's sad, um, you know, for his NFL career. I, I, I don't think it makes it any easier for him put it that way yeah you know, certainly now they're, they're gonna say you know he had a torn acl the same knee i think he tore the mcl on it uh meniscus so, he had a meniscus there i don't I don't know if it was ever any ligaments but yeah oh, same knee he's had problems with that knee before yeah so um anyway um i i think it's a good thing it was gr- it's a great thing for the program. He's such a great kid and so mature and such a good leader. Yeah. Um, and not to mention he's really good quarterback. He was. I just looked up his stats today and his his total yardage is ninth in the nation right now. Yeah. Ninth. He had basically as good a year as a Miami quarterback has ever had from a statistical standpoint. Really good. So um, I just I just hope everything goes okay. And his rehab's good because you know he's going to work it 
as hard as anybody could work the way he is uh, in the rehab room and whatever he has to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now it's now though so everything else, you know, it's the domino effect. Everything else is, is affected, and I'm not sure in what way. We won't know yet. Yeah. Yeah. My own, so my Miami's optimistic he'll be ready for the start of the 2021 season. Um, obviously that's Alabama uh, on opening night, and you would really like to have De'Ara King, but I, I think top priority has to be just not rushing him, right? It has to be. You have to and be. And they have to say that. I mean, what? Yeah. I mean, I, I, people do come back that fast. They do. Nowadays. Yes, yes. They have to say that. It's about an eight-month, you know, eight, nine-month uh, timetable is, I think, a little, maybe a little bit on the fast end, but, yeah, it's it's right about where – these ACL uh, repairs. You have to, it depends from. on your body. Yeah. So I, I think we have to see, and they know that. Um, but uh, but it's definitely doable. So I think we just have to see what happens. You know? Yeah. Um, so how does it make you kind of feel about? It, it's so weird because I think that what our expectations for Miami going into twenty twenty one have probably like flipped about like eight times in the last three weeks, basically going back to the the Duke game where, you know, after the Duke game, it's so, you know, it's, wow, they look like, you know, if De'Ara comes back, what they're going to be, they're going to be special. And then the UNC game happens. And then obviously De'Ara decides to come back. And, and now, and Jalen Phillips and Roche both go to the NFL. Um, and now we've got this. Um, and as I mentioned, next up is Alabama. I have no idea what to kind of expect, but the the trickle down, as you mentioned, um, there are obviously be questions about does Nikosi Perry stay? He looked really good in the Cheez-It Bowl. We, we'll probably talk a little bit about that later. You've obviously got you know Jake Garcia, who just uh, led his high school to a, a state championship last night, uh, coming in in the next couple of weeks, plus Tyler Van Dyke, Peyton Matoka. Um, we've obviously got a lot of... Um, NFL decisions we're still waiting on. Um, I'd say Brevin Jordan, Bubba Bolden, kind of most notable of that group. Um, you mentioned the trickle down. What do you think we could see a trickle down with some of those decisions, maybe from this injury? Um, uh, possible. Yeah, I. I mean, I, I'm. I'm most interested to see what Brevin Jordan does. Because he's, he definitely could could get into the draft and get drafted. He was awesome on Tuesday, too. Like, yeah, that was as, one of the good. better games he has played at Miami. And I, you know, he could definitely be drafted pretty high. So, um, and then again, he could, I mean, he could have, now my gut is he's going to turn pro. Uh, and my gut was he was going to turn pro already, but... With a healthy Derek, I, I wasn't—I really wasn't totally sure, but my my gut was he turns pro, and I—I mm, I think so now because he's already shown what he can do. Yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, and he—he he already could be drafted as high as the second round, third round. Um, I don't know, and yet that with, without knowing what's going to happen with Derek, um, I don't know. I. What do you think? I think he, I think he 
draft. Yeah, I mean, I thought he was going to enter the draft anyway. But, of course, I thought D.R. King was going to enter the draft, too. Uh, we actually haven't talked on, on Mike since oh, but that I'm news drawn, happened. But I, mean, I, I started getting more yeah. wishy-washy on my thoughts. I definitely thought Derek was going to enter the NFL Previous, I know you asked me the last podcast to just take a guess. What do I think? What's my gut? And I wasn't really. I've been thinking more and more he was going to stay, but yeah. I said I think he's going to turn pro. But I feel more strongly that Brevin. Yeah, definitely. Will, yeah, I mean, but, it's it's a difference well, between being a late round guy and a you know second day guy. That's a big difference. But I do think that I have a feeling also that Bubba Bolden is going to turn pro. I think he should stay. Mm-hmm. That's my and he's a talented kid, but he his he he could get a lot better. Yeah. I think. I don't yeah, know, I agree. but my gut is he goes, but we'll see. And and Cameron Harris, uh, the top running back for UM, um, he was making it. You think he was going to leave? Uh, and now this morning, my gut is he's going to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, but he hasn't actually announced that he's teased. Right. He's teased, you know. So we'll see. Because yeah, uh, the coaches, you know, and Rhett Lashley, he tweeted something very, you know, like very. Uh, he was very high on the team, and he loves UM and all that. And Rhett Lashley tweeted that he was proud of Cam and stuff. So I just have this feeling he's going to stay, but we'll see. We'll yeah. see on that. Yeah, I mean the the. Well, the point I was kind of trying to get at there is, I think with Derek 100% healthy, like let's say that he plays that whole game and leads that comeback. Right. There is that side of my not just Miami player, not just Miami fans, but I'm sure Miami players too. That are like, wow, we like really have something kind of special brewing here. Um, you know, I think yeah. if I I basically I think if Derek is healthy if he is the if he's able to come back fully operational and be the DR King that he was this year again next year plus like you know the normal boost you get just from like more being more comfortable in the offense and all that I think Miami had a chance to really have one of the best offenses in the country next year the the defense is it, strangely is a little bit more of a question mark but with that yeah. Derek you know that it's there's just uncertainty now about what he is going to look like um, you know, my, my, I'm not really concerned about whether he'll be able to get back at some point next season. I'm worried about what he's going to look like, um, especially, you know, he's a quarterback who obviously a lot of what makes him great is his running ability. And, you know, you have to wonder if, if some of these guys who are excited coming into next year and thinking we have a chance to beat Alabama on opening day or, you know, be a top five team next year, top 10 team for the whole year. Uh, whether they're having second thoughts because of what happened with the Eric. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's amazing how one thing... I know. It was like the one thing... It was, it was the worst-case scenario, basically, right? Like. I mean, I couldn't believe it. I mean, you, you're asking me... You asked me how I felt, like, today, whatever. Oh, yeah. I mean, we didn't talk about that, how you felt during the game. It was like... Yeah. I, I felt sick when I saw that. I think everybody felt sick. I you could you could tell that the the commentators, the uh, you know National Football people, everybody was upset. Everybody likes that kid and respects him. Yeah, I mean um, you can tell every time these announcers because you know the announcers a lot of times will will like do a kind of 
one-on-one session with the um, like the quarterback and maybe some coach, you know, before the games, and you can tell everyone kind of falls in love with Derek when they talk to him. Yeah, oh, he's he's just so like he's so authentic, you know. He's he's so honest. He really is, uh, and um, and I say mature, but just uh, he has perspective. He has so much perspective, um, and. I, 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 and he shows it in everything he does. Um, he's kind of heartfelt. He's everything's from the heart, and it's no BS. You could tell. You could tell that he's 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 real, as they say. So uh, how do you not admire somebody like that? You know, I do, and I yeah, my heart just I, I, when I saw his foot plant or whatever, you know that. Mm-hmm extra thing that you, your knee goes through. And our photographer, Al Diaz, keeps telling me that he heard the pop, Yeah, you know, near there. And um, so, yeah, right away, it was, it was a sickening, it was a sickening feeling. And even him, such a good, he didn't want to be on a cart. They asked him, yep. and then he didn't want to be carted off the field. And then, and then he comes back, like he said, in the third quarter with this massive brace and the, and the uh, crutches, he limped off the field. He could barely put weight on it. He never, yeah. you know, he waved to people, but not in a obnoxious way. Just He's just so nice, that's all. And I, I really, and he's gone through so much with his family that um, everybody is rooting for him. That's the thing, everybody's rooting for him, no matter what program they're from. Yeah. Yeah, and, and he, I mean, he was always, I always kind of feel bad for, there's a, you know, a, a breed of college football player who is the great college player who like kind of, you know, doesn't necessarily make it in the NFL. Like, and not because of anything they do wrong, but because, you know, a lot of times it happens with quarterbacks like D'Eric who are, you know, a little small, um, you know, maybe like, you know, kind of more run heavy, which makes them better suited to the college game or, you know, you you see it on all different positions, but I always kind of feel bad for those guys because I, I feel like they kind of never get the like compensation they deserve. Where like, Derek is an all-time great college player who is probably was never, no matter what he did, was probably never going to be a first-round pick and was like never going to get that glory in the NFL and the financial compensation he he probably deserves. Um, and when you're a player like that, you're you're flirting with such a fine margin that every one of these injuries can like or every, you know, not even an injury, but, you know, stuff like this can make, can feel like more cataclysmic. You know, if this happened to Trevor Lawrence, right, in the semifinal tomorrow, he'd still go in the top 10 of the draft. Right. Like, it's, it's, there's yeah. a, it's, you know, when, when you're a guy like Derek who, uh, you know, was not like a five-star recruit or anything coming out of high school, like, you kind of had to scrape for every, everything you've got, um, you know, he's was a great high school player, great college player, but just like always, you know, he's always got that. He's a little too small. You know, he he relies on his legs a little bit too much. Um, and he had like really kind of found a home in Miami, obviously was positioning himself to have a, a big sixth season. And maybe that's finally uh, you, you start to get that, you know, when, when you just keep doing it at a high level for so long, eventually people will have to kind of stop doubting you and, um, but every, like I said, every one of these little things can just throw that, that 
tip over that house of cards. And, um, you know, yeah. obviously you feel bad for him for a lot of reasons, but, uh, you know, he had clearly like kind of hit on something special here and had to have it kind of ripped, potentially ripped away. I mean, he might come back and be a hundred percent fine. And this is all going to be, uh, we're going to laugh looking back at how panicked we were about this, but, um, you know, for the next seven, eight, nine months, all we can do is wonder what it's going to look like. Yeah, I do think it helped a great deal, uh, David, how, how people's perception of him and the respect they have for him and, and how much they know he's a fighter and yeah. how hard he works. So if things do go fairly well, let's say, you know, and he is recovered, uh, I, some team without a doubt, 100%, again, if he is physically able um, and and doesn't just totally bomb out, mm-hmm. he's going to get some kind of chance. He's going to get some, even if it's a free agent contract. I don't want right. to, he's going to get a chance, I think. Yeah, and, and, I mean, his and, calling card and, in a lot of ways is his toughness. And Yes, and it might not be as a quarterback, and he knows that. He's he's already said that, so. Yeah. He's, he's a realist. He's a realist, you know, he's, he's smart, so. We'll see what happens. I'm, I'm just so happy he's still with the program, and I, I pray everything goes well for him. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, uh, let's finish things up by kind of pivoting back to the cheese at Bowl. Obviously, everything has to be through the lens of uh, Derek King. Uh, you know, we, we talked at halftime of that game. We we're trying to figure out what we're going to write. And, you know, Miami was put together a pretty impressive, like, comeback over the last... Uh, 40 minutes of that game basically obviously comes up a little bit short. Uh, but we were talking and you, you know, your story basically, you know, you had to mention what happened in the game a little bit, but that was not the story of the game. The story of the game ultimately was uh, Dierick and what happens to him. Um, but it did the game. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I keep kind of going back and forth on how I feel about it. Obviously the, the Dierick thing is, is terrible. Um, and that is, as I just mentioned, like the kind of the only thing that really matters. But at the same time, like the defense was terrible for the first quarter and gave up 21 points oh with like without like yeah. any resistance, basically. Like I, every play was like four plus yards, I think, in those first three drives for Oklahoma State. And then they start yeah. to kind of figure some things out. Um, and then the offense, I think the offense was kind of OK throughout Um you know, obviously took them a couple of series to like really get going, but that's kind of typical. And then they were like humming with the Eric, they were moving. Um, Don Chaney looked great. Uh, as I said, Brevin Jordan, um, one of the better games I think he has played at Miami. And then Derek goes down and you kind of think like, all right, I guess nothing in this game matters anymore. Um, but then all of a sudden Nikosi comes in and is kind of awesome. Like another one guy who probably, it's either that or the Virginia Tech game that he came in for Jaron Williams last year, his top two performances as a Hurricane. Um, just from a purely, like, football standpoint, 
how did how do you kind of assess that game in terms of like as we always say the bowl is a bridge into next season yeah, what well, sort of bridge do they put together here That that they they fought so hard. Like after the first quarter, I was like, "Are you kidding? 200 yards? It was 198 yards." But think about that. Basically, 200 yards they allowed in the first quarter. Yeah. And I went swimming around in my head. I wrote this in the story. It's easy. Four times 200 is 800. Yeah. <laughs> thinking, okay, after North Carolina giving up 700 plus yards, right? Over 500 rushing, <laughs> and then this one. I was like, oh, my God, they're going to give up 800 yards. This is going to be worse than North Carolina. Everyone was thinking that. Uh, and um, people are going to get fired tomorrow and all that. I think that the way they came back was really admirable. And they fought really hard. This was very important to me. And you could see that the young ones, even the younger ones, were having fun by the end. I mean, obviously they were fighting to win, but they were excited. They were excited. Right. Uh, and so my respect went up. My respect factor meaning, I, I mean, the, everybody I talked to, and again, all the national people, while at first they were either making fun of them or, you know, on Twitter or whatever, by the end they were like, you know what? They, they, they came back and made it a game, you know, respect to UM. Yeah. It's, seem nearly as bad now and that's kind of the way I felt how they're going to be next year they had a great signing class like we said mm -hmm. great signing class um, now it depends on the quarterbacks they have a lot of great well I shouldn't say great I don't know that but supposedly highly rated young quarterbacks and um, so I think I think the future looks good I'm again I just I hope that the Eric. Right. That's good. yeah. That's that's obviously the. Eric will be the bridge. You right. Know, the Eric. His recovery. Last year, the other kids can get better while he's while they're learning under him. Right. So, yeah, I was what I thought of the game. I I was very impressed that they came back. It was sloppy. Uh, God, they kept dropping balls left and right. I've never. It's been so many years that they that they drop balls. Mm -hmm. I don't get it that the receivers, but, um, uh, and they were important drops, man. Yeah. I mean, there were, there were touchdowns there, right? Yeah. Mark yeah. The, the Wiggins drop on the screen where that's an easy touchdown. I think they end up settling for a field goal on that drive. Yeah. Uh, there were at least a couple of them. That Pope had a couple deep balls. Um, it's just like they're nervous. Why are they nervous by now? Okay, so last game of the season. I don't know. I can't. I have no idea what's going through yeah. them, but there were there were balls that were right in their hands, and I also think. I mean, Nikosi Perry as the backup looked very good, very impressive. He seems to have really grown up. So you know all the problems they've had with him in past seasons, uh, and he's just kind of been in the background this year and. He, he came in that game and was like, like from being cold to being really good, really, really good. Yeah, so, the only like bad play he made was the first one where he missed uh, Brevin in the end zone, and then other than that, he was dealing. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, he was 
impressive. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I hope he... And I, I think he should do what's best for him. Yeah, so for yeah. me, the, the, the couple questions. First of all, I, I agree with you. Manny deserves a ton of credit. And Rhett Lashley. Those two guys, I mean, Manny deserves credit just for, like, rallying them, all that stuff. Like, for all the flaws and things people want to complain about him about, like, they've, to an, for the most part, it seems like moved past, like, the thing where they just totally give up, which, like, happened a lot over the last couple of years. Um, and, you know, maybe even happened in the North Carolina game, but. You know, it easily, easily could have happened on Tuesday, and it did not. Um, deserve some credit for that. Uh, Rhett Lashley deserves a ton of credit because he was awesome in that game. Like, running trick plays and every one of those seemed to work. And, you know, oh even... My God. How, how, about, how about Marshall Few? Yeah, the Marshall Few play was a cool t- two-point conversion play. They ran an awesome uh, wheel route to Don Chaney. Um, that was great. That... Kosey made a great throw on, um, you know, even the, I know people were complaining about the screen at the end of the game, uh, but I, I honestly kind of think that was the perfect call. They called an all out blitz there and, um, you know, that's the only read you have there. And it, you know, their defense does a great job. Uh, ch- I don't even remember who made the catch, but chasing down, uh, it was Michael Redding, I think, but like that was the right call in the right situation. Just, you know, didn't work. Um, there's not a lot of great fourth and nine plays in the playbook. Um, so for me, the couple questions going in the next couple of days is one, you just mentioned that's the Nikosi Perry thing. Um, he obviously, you know, I think if Derek got through that game unscathed, it would have been an easy decision for him. He's going to leave. He's got to try to find somewhere we can start. Um, you know, obviously we didn't know he kind of had this in him, but I'm sure behind the scenes he did. And, you know, Rhett Lashley is, kind of always spoken pretty highly of him whenever we've asked about him throughout the year. And, you know, he's a guy who, if Derek hadn't played, he would have gone somewhere, he would have competed. I think he would have a really good chance to start wherever he landed next year. Um, now, yeah. obviously, the question becomes a little bit more complicated. Uh, now he's definitely going to have teams that are like, ooh, this guy can be our starting quarterback next year. Yeah. Um, so there is that. But there's also the side of he clearly loves Miami. He's always been the guy who stayed, you know, when – even when he got benched uh, and was having his off-field issues as a redshirt freshman, even when Tate Martell came in and Jaron Williams won the job when he was a redshirt sophomore, um, and then even obviously when De'Ara came, he could have easily transferred. And he stayed through all of it. He wants to be at Miami. They could really use him next year because, again, even if De'Ara is good to go week one, we don't know what he's going to look like. And he could always hurt that knee again in game two, and they might need Nikosi for a couple weeks. Um, so yeah, that's a huge. It's, it's, it would be amazing, actually. Can you imagine? And 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 well, oh wait a second, he's a redshirt junior now. So he'll have he has two years of oh. eligibility left, technically. He has two years left. Yeah, he has two years. But again, he's getting old. Like you know, not everyone wants to be in college for six years. Yeah, but he's. St- I think he still has to get a degree. Mm-hmm. I don't. Think I think. That's true. But the the point is, he could come back to yes. UM. And then potentially transfer or even start after or start after Derek leaves again. Yeah, I mean, he loves UM. I don't know. Yeah, so that's the biggest question. It's a really hard decision for him to make. Um, You could could see it easily going either way um, because there are, you know, Miami definitely, you know, if if Derek was coming back, I think, and then Nikosi was like, all right, I want to leave. I think Miami wouldn't have, like, really put up a fight. 
Like, if Diego was coming back fully healthy, I think they would have been like, great. You know, we'd love to have you back, but we also, you know, want to see you get a chance. Now I think Miami, like, is going to be doing a little bit of recruiting of him. Um, because it, obviously you want to have that oh, veteran yeah. backup. Great. Um, the other big question is, I think, still what's going to happen with this defense. Um, not just uh, from a coaching standpoint, but also from a personnel standpoint. Um, Jafari Harvey, and you know, the most striking thing, I think, on that opening three drives, uh, where I think Oklahoma State did not call a single designed run on those first three drives, at least to the first two, um, was Miami just could not get to the quarterback at all. Obviously, they did not have Jalen Phillips and Quincy Roche. Obvious, you know, this is going to be a big offseason for Jafari Harvey and Cam Williams and Quentin Williams and Chance Williams and, you know, all the guys, Jabari Ishmael, all the guys who come in, like, they got to figure that out. It happens. You know, guys get better in college football. I'll, like, wait, I'll reserve judgment on what the pass rush is going to look like next year. Maybe Zach McLeod comes back and is good at defensive end. I don't know. Um, but, I mean, the staff questions are certainly have to remain present. I know they cleaned it up by the end of the Oklahoma State game, but they did still give up, like you said, 200 yards in the first quarter and 21 points in no time, and that's after they had a record, uh, allowed a record-setting performance to UNC the prior game. Um, it wasn't, you know, I remember last year after the Independence Bowl where Miami got shut out by Louisiana Tech, uh, oh before we even left uh, Shreveport, uh, Danny Nos was fired. Um, this, and then everybody turned pro, I don't know. I this think, uh, this performance good. was not so bad on defense that Manny Diaz like fired Blake Baker the next game, whereas I think if <laughs> if they had given up 800 yards again, that might have happened. Um, now you go through the typical like end-of-year, like, you know, the, the typical end of year stuff where you do exit interviews and really kind of like go over all your options and think about who potential replacements and all that would be. So that's going to be a question that, you know, I, I think a lot of Miami fans were probably hoping was going to be answered by now. But like I said, that game was just not bad enough for it to be answered. I think it's that's going to be something we, to monitor over the next few weeks. And then obviously the guys go in pro, but that happens every year. But to me, it's the Nicosi question. And what does this defensive staff look like next year? Those are the two big questions uh, to yeah. monitor. Basically, between now and I guess uh, signing day in early February. Yeah, I, I totally agree. The the, the NCAA conventions coming up. Yeah, so that's always a big time for like. Yeah, coaches get new jobs. They get fired. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, I think I don't know. If, I don't know. I I don't know. If, and I'm I'm struggling with that one, whether Manny's going to get rid of him or not. He's very close with him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think if, like I, like I said, if that first quarter was what the whole game looked like, he would have had no right. choice, right? Uh, no, uh, 100%. Yeah. He probably got, well, I don't know, but he wouldn't be gone. Manny likes to wait to the near. He might probably would have been gone by now. Yeah, I mean, it, it would. You know, I think I tweeted during the first quarter like it felt like the Independence Bowl, but like for the other side of the ball. Um, but then obviously they cleaned it up, and maybe Manny can justify it. We got some good talent coming in, um, and and they cleaned it up. Yeah, they got. You know, they improved as the game went on. Obviously, and Miami ended up with over five hundred yards, and after after giving up two hundred in the first quarter, um, 
after giving up 200 in the first quarter, I'm looking at my game book, Oklahoma State ended with um, 418, 418. Yeah, after I mean, they were getting three and outs left and right for the rest of the game. Um, and honestly, a lot, you know, the, a lot of those drives were aided by some uh, not great calls. Like, I, I, I'm never one to, like, I basically always try to avoid talking about officiating, but. You know, they had an interception taken away because of a blown uh, pass interference call. Like, you know, they... I agree with that, yeah. Um, but, again, like, that UNC game is always going to linger with people from this game, which is going to... You know, it makes me think that he's going to have to do something on that side of the ball. I know Miami fans will be frustrated if it is uh, uh, something smaller than Blake Baker being switched out. But, again, like like you mentioned, like everyone knows, they're close. Manny trusts his defense. Honestly, the defense for a lot of the year was pretty good. Like I know, the, like it's impossible to excuse that UNC game, and ultimately, basically impossible to excuse the first quarter of that Oklahoma State game. Even though, like you said, it got better. Um, but yeah, it was really weird. It was it was scary weird. Yeah, because every time he all all that other quarterback did was throw the ball. Yeah, through right. And like, then every time he threw. It looked like Miami. It would look like Swiss Cheeseville. I mean, it looked like there were holes all over the place. Like yeah. the, the Oklahoma State guys were just running around people. You know what I mean? There, there wasn't anybody near them. It was yeah. weird. Yeah, so I don't know what's going to happen on that side of the ball. I feel, you know, it seems like something is going to change there. Um, you know, just you can't have a game like that UNC game and have nothing happen. Um, well, there. Thing, David, they're really hurting at DB wise. Yeah, I, th- I mean, without, I think that game really showed how important Al plays is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's when people forget. Yeah. I know Al like had, was shaky down the stretch before uh, his myocarditis oh. diagnosis, but he was really good in the first half of the year. And again, he's just you know he's a, a warm you know a, a accomplished, experienced cornerback out there. And yeah, exactly. The, the biggest yeah. problems are. You know, the biggest problems going into next year to me are you look at the defensive end situation, like I mentioned. It's just going to be impossible to judge that right now, I think. And I think maybe some of that's what some of Manny is going to use to justify not making wholesale changes on that side of the ball. Like I said, like they just could not get any pressure on uh, Oklahoma State on those first couple drives. And that's, you know, that's not anyone's fault. That is. You are missing two of the top ten defensive ends in the country. Decided not to play. Like you had to play two guys who just straight up did not play basically all this year. Um, and then yeah. the cornerback situation, the defensive back situation, especially if Bubba goes. Um, did they do enough to address that? Do they still need to do more through the transfer portal? Um, and that could be the same question, but honestly, at defensive end, even though I think they trust, um, they trust uh, Todd Stroud, who's has a really good track record now in Miami. They trust Manny yeah, Diaz. They trust a defensive scheme no that way. is always producing tackles for loss. And I think they trust the the uh, young guys they have there to to improve and be good to go by the year, start of the year. But the secondary, there are questions with, do, do, do you have enough uh, talent back there uh, to compete with not just Alabama and Clemson, but, but with UNC? I think, David, I think they're going to go – It seems like they have, they have to at cornerback. They have th- at corner, yeah. They have three spots open, I think. 
right, to sign three guys? Yeah. Uh, three or four. I think three. Three. Actually. Yeah, I think three. But their signing class was 21, right? Yeah, but they could always count a transfer ahead like they did with Jared Williams. Well, I, I think they're they're definitely going to the transfer portal. Yeah, I think they have to go to the transfer portal for corner. Um, you know, I think they would like to add another like young corner. They're you know still recruiting guys at that spot, but they need probably one guy who can just come in and play no matter what next year. And linebacker, by the way. Yeah, they again, can... linebacker. There's they've so many bodies there that I'm a little less concerned. As we've talked about cornerback, it's not just the yeah. top end talents. Right. They've only got like four or five guys. Linebacker, they're just hoping. We'll, two of those eight guys they have ends up being good, which is possible. A lot more likely than one out of five or whatever that you're hoping in the secondary. Right, so. right. I still am, I don't know, I, I wish they had a little bit beefier, better linebackers, but maybe they'll just get better. Yeah, I mean, when's the last time you felt better about Miami's offensive talent than the defensive talent? Because I, I certainly feel better about the group they have on offense right now. Me too. A couple, a, a while. Yeah. I just hope these new. Every year that they come up with these, uh, the new, you know, highly touted uh, wide receivers. Yeah. They, they somehow they underwhelm. So I, I you know, I, I hope. I hope. That yeah, that is. that's obviously the big question there is what can these these incoming freshmen add to the mix. Because um, it's going to be a really deep competition next year. And if Harley returns, which I think there's a good shot that he does return, by the way. Yeah, me too. Uh, and if he does return, that's really big for them. Yeah. Like, huge. Yeah, it's a little, you know, I remember the first half of the year, whenever people were complaining about the wide receivers on Twitter or whatever, it was always all three of the guys. And, and Mike Harley has just been left out of those complaints uh, now. <laughs> Everyone's in on Mike Harley. Yeah, he should be left out. Yeah, he's, he's had a great year. Um, all right, I think we can wrap things up there. Um, maybe we'll come back next week and do like kind of a more formal like year in review type thing because obviously we had a lot of news between the bowl and all the Derek stuff. Yeah, um, and we'll have more news. Come yeah, on, and there will be more stuff. We're still waiting, like we said, on Brevin Jordan, Bubba Bolden. The interesting thing this year is that everyone basically has a decision like – Zach McLeod, will he come back? John Ford, like, you know, guys that normally are just gone, uh, you know, probably not going to get drafted now, can come back and try to b- bolster their draft stock one more time. Why not? I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, they, they get paid. They get paid, uh, to, you know, for their scholarship to go to school. Yeah. They can get their degrees if they haven't. They can get their master's or, or yep. work towards master's. I mean, uh, it's. It's a, it's a win-win to me, but um, because a guy like Zach McLeod, who's another really smart, great kid, um, he's not going to get drafted. Yeah. Not this year. Mm-hmm. So what, what's he going to do? He, he, I don't know if he'll get on team, but why not come back? Yeah. All right, so let's finish things up there. Um, thanks, as always, for listening. Uh, you can follow Susan on Twitter at smillerdegnan. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at dbwilson2. Uh, a busy sports time in the uh, busy Miami sports time in the calendar. Uh, obviously, Oi. with UM wrapping things up and news seemingly every day there. Uh, Dolphins obviously have a big playoff game or a big playoff push. They are finishing up in the final week of the season, 
and the Heat is now in full swing. And actually, Miami basketball, um, not a great team, but kind of entertaining. So uh, a lot of stuff to pay attention to. Don't forget the, the Orange Bowl. And then, of course, the Orange Bowl, and we got the national championship here in Miami in a couple of weeks. And the Orange Bowl is, you know, you've got North Carolina humiliated Miami playing now on Miami's field. And there's all kinds of interesting storylines going yeah. on. So we'll finish up there. Uh, thanks, as always, for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Happy New Year, everyone. Be safe.